Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Um, enjoy the show, it's on the way. Uh, I've got a question to ask you first off before uh, everyone gets into the uh, telescoped highlights of today's broadcast. Oh, I. You know, um, sometimes from the from the mouths of the little ones come some incredible questions. Uh-huh. One that came out today on the, uh, on the school run. Saw a bus go by and Rocco said to me, Dad, what, what animal would be a good bus driver? Oh, wow. Yeah, quite. And I, wow, I was like... Where'd you even like, go with that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I went with, in the end, and I don't know why, and the more I think about it, what a ridiculous... I went with a kangaroo. Because I kind of figured that with... When you think about a kangaroo, I, I, I figured they could sit high up on a bus with, like, their... You know, like, the the arms they have that, like, box people and all that kind of thing. They're also quite... We've seen the muscles... We've talked about the muscles of kangaroos on this show before. Exactly. They probably hold a big old bus wheel quite steady, I, couldn't I they? I would imagine you've got to be quite muscular and strong to drive a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then also you've got, like, their, their pouch would be a good little money belt for people, like, when they need change for the bus fare and that. That's a good point. What animal do you think would be a good bus driver? I'll, I'll let Rocco know. Well, I think, like, a gorilla. Do you know what I mean? It's like a big old gorilla with his with his elbows out the window, like playing Donkey Kong. Yeah, actually, yeah, but he, yeah, with their little side window they have, and just yeah. sat there like that, just kind of slightly squashed in. I do let Rocco know my thoughts on that. I'll, I'll go back to him, and if, if if you've got any thoughts, maybe you're a bus driver and you you see an animal and think, oh, they could do my job. Um, email us hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. So, I don't know you, but my timeline was just full of people going to gigs and festivals uh, over the weekend. Do you know what I mean? Non-stop. Every time I looked at, like, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it was just jam-packed people going to see Blur, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, that kind of thing. And then I looked back at me and it was just like... <sighs> tumbleweeds. Not doing anything. And I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, I feel like I have stopped going to gigs. Like, yep. I'm, I, I'm definitely getting more miserable as I get older. But gigs are great and everything. I just don't really like being around other people. <laughs> I, I hate the whole trying to work out when's the best time to go to the loo element of it. I feel like my calf's hurt if I've got to stand for ages. And I panic about having to get home. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's quite stressful. Uh, but, but I've come up with quite an easy way to feel part of things. Because I don't know if you're listening to this right now thinking everyone else is always going to stuff and you're not. If, if you feel like that, this, you're going to find friends in this hour of the Hometime Show. Easy way to be, feel part of it, like a little psychological trick. I think that if you say a, a thing or you've been to a thing enough, you might start believing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like positive affirmations. So try this out, this hour. If, if you if you like us, feel like you've not really been going to anything recently and everyone else is, just add the word fest to what you've been doing today and let's see if it sounds like a three-day event at the Birmingham NEC. So, for example, earlier on, I've been at Shopping With My Teenage Daughter Fest. <laughs> it's been dragged around different skincare product shops and going into a shop called Brandy Melville, and it was so hot, I almost had a little school assembly pass out. <laughs> Remember that sat, sat later on with, next to the dinner lady having a glass of water, but can you, if you, can you chuck fest on the end of anything? That Wash you fest. Wash fest uh, is where I've been, uh, it's what I've been attending, uh, which feels a little bit hollow right now as I, as I look out. I got um, two, two loads done this morning, still catching up. You um, love it, don't you? Uh, I do. Washing. I, I reckon if you ever got like locked up for a stretch, you'd be like absolutely quids in. This I, is brilliant I, for me. I'd quite happily run the... Uh, that will make your number plates. <laughs> the, the, the prison <laughs> washroom. Uh, but as I look outside, it's raining and I know it's out on the line. So, wash fest is a washout. Just a little moment there where it went quiet. You tried to initiate a conversation about doing the washing with me. 
And, I, and it wasn't that it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. But I do feel I've got the higher ground because I, th- I, I, I think it's good to be able to do the washing, and you evidently don't. I, d- I don't do. I don't get involved. Wash fest. That's good. Uh, Penny says currently at Sofa Fest, a sub event of Holiday Fest. Went to Lion Fest earlier, and we'll probably stop at Zumba Fest a little bit later on today. That's the spirit. Uh, so just add fest to anything you've been doing today, and suddenly you're part of this gang that are going to loads of gigs and festivals. Dean Ball has been at Sciatica Fest. Oh wow! I was at that festival last year. It's a nightmare. Hopefully you sort yourself out, Dean. Uh, Ian's in Lincoln. Uh, he's a field repairer. Um, he's uh, at Repair Fest. That's been at two sites, Northampton and Peterborough. Getting grubby. <laughs> uh, getting oil on his hands. Uh, sorry, that sounded like I was insinuating something then. Neil uh, is at Portaloo Collection Fest, which oh. does sound like quite uh, an eye-watering <laughs> event, that's for sure. Uh, Emma, where have you been? Uh, Pooh Fest. Pooh Fest. Oh, dear. Oh dear. That's a ticket-only event, is it? <laughs> <laughs> How's uh, that come about, Emma? Yeah. Looking at horses. Ah, oh, I see. So, are you do you own horses, Emma? Yes, I've got one. Yeah. Like, so, is it like a dog? You, uh, I presume, the horse does a poo. You put it in a, in a bag and maybe hang it off a tree for a bit and get it on the way back. <laughs> Uh, no, no, you just muck it out into a big wheelbarrow. Just from a branding right. point of view, I, I might have gone with Muckfest. That might have That's been good. a little bit better than Poo Fest. Yeah, but there's a lot of poo with a horse. Although oh. Muckfest sounds like a, a like an adult magazine conference <laughs> down on the <laughs> south coast. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's move on really quickly. My 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 sister had a horse back in the day, and the worst thing about it was the blanket that you put on it in the winter because she used to keep it under her bed, and the room used to stink. Has your horse got one of them? She's got plenty of rugs, yes, and they do stink. Oh, you're not selling horse ownership here on the show tonight. You really aren't. <laughs> No, I'm not, am I? <laughs> uh, Ross from Rotherham's just been on very quickly saying, uh, haven't you guys not been up in Ibiza for the weekend? Uh, believe you me, if you'd have seen the pair of us in Ibiza, we were working on a completely different time zone <laughs> to the party that was going on out there. But what we want you to do is add fest to what you've been doing today and see if it kind of sounds like a three-day event at the Birmingham NEC. Uh, Clint's has been at Pat Test Fest, which sounds fantastic. <laughs> and then Willie Grace says Culloden Fest is off for a three-day bender where we've got a hiding back in 1746. You know, at Pat, uh, Pat Test Fest, everything's going to work. You hope so. <laughs> It'll have its ups and downs. Uh, Alan and Felicity both heading to Getting Married Fest uh, oh. in Glasgow today to each other. Congratulations. Meeting, meeting at the altar. <laughs> Married at First Sight, one of my favourite programmes. Uh, Mel from West Yorkshire says, I'm a ceremonial crew for a funeral directors, so I've been to Funeral Fest all day. Mm. Which is a little bit of a murky one, to, to be honest with you. Uh, we've got Holly on the line right now. Holly, uh, what festival has your day been? So mine's Dorset Mavericks Fest. Dorset Mavericks Fest, uh, what's all that about? Uh, so basically I go to a country line dancing class and they're called Dorset Mavericks. Wow, the Dorset Mavericks. How many of you guys are in your, your ensemble, if that's the correct word? Uh, there's four people in the line and there's about one, two, three, four. There's about six or seven lines. Well, it's a healthy class, isn't it? Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Yeah. I used to go line dancing back in the day, Holly, to try and... Uh... Find a girlfriend. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's a bleak story. Did you find a girlfriend? That, that's at the... definitely not why I'm going. I just like country music and thought, I oh, know, I'm going to do some line dancing. You're not there on the lookout then? No. Oh. <laughs> I think I might have been misguided back in the way and it, it, it wasn't successful. Uh, where, where might people see the Dorset Mavericks uh, be uh, performing? Um, well, our classes are held in Bournemouth. Um, they do socials as well and I think they attend some of the um, events that are kind of local to Dorset, so... Fantastic. Well, it sounds like uh, the, a festival that we would love to get tickets to. Do you, still do, the, do you still do the grapevine? 
Yes, they do a great one. They do a handbag. Yeah, I, I could do, do the handbag back in the day. I'd never do the handbag, no. Fantastic. Well, you know, if you ever need, you're down for numbers. I know what it's like playing five a side football. You're always one short. <laughs> Drop I'm him sure a text. Welcome you with open arms. Thank you, Holly. It's good to know. Uh, Jane says I've got VIP tickets to Physio Fest. It's being headlined by my favourite bands, Thumb Extension and Finger Squeeze, which sound like an R&B double act. <laughs> uh, Kaz has been at Kebab Fest, which, considering oh. it's quarter past four in the afternoon, to have been at Kebab Fest, what's going on? But... I salute her. That is amazing. Uh, Laura and Jason and crew say they're currently in Pregna Fest, being induced at Leighton Hospital, oh. and Absolute Radio is keeping them company as they wait for our baby boy. God bless you, keep us posted. It's a big festival. We've got Nick on the line right now. Nick, what festival have you been to then? I was at Fish Tank Cleaning Festival. Oh, my word. So, having owned fish years ago when I was a kid, um, fish are brilliant and everything, but cleaning out the tank's the worst thing on this planet, isn't mm. it? It's minging. It's not my job either. It's my husband's job. But he'd left it and left it and left it, and I gave in and did it myself. Wow, so they're his fish. Your hus- What's your husband's first name? Andy. It's Andy's fish, right? Andy's fish, yeah, not my fish at all. And the Sunday agreement was that I would never have to clean them out. <laughs> so we broke the Sunday agreement, and I keep my Sunday agreement for cleaning up dog poo. And he broke his clean his Sunday agreement. Wow, this is a this is quite a big thing, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? How long? So how long did this this take? Fish tank clean fest today. Two whole hours. Wow, <laughs> talk us through what you got to do then. Have you got to like take them out and put them in the bath whilst you're cleaning the tank, or what? <laughs> No, you need to clear at least three buckets of water out and clean all the plants and clean all the bottom of the tank and clean the glass and wash all the wood because there's wood and plants and things in there. And they're also not really a a creature that you keep at home that's going to give you that gratitude back and say, oh, (laughs) thank you for cleaning my tank. Was that a fish impression? (laughs) It was, and I was halfway through it and wished I hadn't done it. (laughs) They, They can see out of it now, so I'm happy. Well, it's just tell us very quickly, for our own mental image, uh, what are the fish called and what type of fish are they? They are cichlids and there are about ten in there. So you can't be bothered to name them? <laughs> they're just called cichlids. One's called pinkfish. Um, oh, that's a good one. one. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Brilliant. And so what, what What are the repercussions of this? He's obviously your husband, Andy's really messed up with his agreement. Uh, he owes me big time. I'm going to call this in. He owes me. <laughs> Think about the dog poo. You can get him to clean up. <laughs> I could get dog poo for a month, couldn't I? <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Is there something that you do that is strange, but you only do it because of your parents? Uh, they are this influence that goes right through our lives, and there might be something that you've picked up from them that you wish you didn't still do, but it's almost like a reflex because your parents did it. Chip off the old block. Chip off the old block in many ways. Uh, this morning, I went to make uh, a cup of tea, two cups of tea, uh, put the kettle on, uh, but before I boiled it, I emptied out the water that was in there already because all I could hear was my old man always saying, uh, never just put the kettle on, always put fresh water in. Always fresh water in the kettle. You don't know where that water's been. I'm hearing his voice as uh, Alec Guinness in uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. (laughs) Very similar. Always refill the kettle. The thing is, I I can understand the wisdom in a a communal, you know, shared kitchen or maybe at work, something like that. But when it's at home and it's just you and your wife that might have used that kettle beforehand, why am I having to empty that water out and put fresh... Fresh stuff in, just because the old man used to do it. It's bordering on like a superstition. 
It is kind of, isn't it's it? It's a little bit like not having the third light of a ciggy off one match <laughs> because of the First World War. Because I trust the two of us at home, but, you know, in, in, in a shared kitchen, I understand the wisdom. Is there anything that you do that is purely and simply because your parents did it? You wish you didn't still do it, but you trained that way. Well, my, my granddad was the chief fire officer at Wa- Wallasey Fire Station right, in yeah. Merseyside. Uh, so, as a result, my dad is Mr. Fire Safety, mm-hmm. right? Full-on Mr. Fire Safety. So, I still do this to this day because of him. If we go away anywhere, like for the weekend or whatever, I'll unplug every single plug in the house. <laughs> so, when we get back, and my other half, Katie, sits down and think, right, let's try and watch her say yes to the dress. And I've, I've, I've disconnected every kind of TV recording <laughs> device. And it, it completely winds her up. But I think, there's, I think that's what you're supposed to do, is take all the plugs up. I do it because of him, anyway. In fairness to you and your dads and, and Grandad Bush, I, I'd say, actually, it's probably the right thing to do. There you go, Katie. <laughs> you Get on catch-up. <laughs> you've, actually, you've actually got something passed on that is actually the right thing to do. But you, you, you get to a tipping point, though. As you get older, you do turn into your parents you do. as well. It happens. Uh, some great scientific intel has come in from John in Camberley, who's texted. We're asking you to get in touch uh, if there's something strange that you do, but you only do it because it's what your parents did. Uh, I stopped myself from uh, turning on the kettle today without uh, having emptied the water that was in there already because my Uh dad always used to go on about it, always fresh water in the kettle. Uh, John says, I was always told not to re-boil the kettle because when the water is boiled, the amount of oxygen in the water is reduced. So when you boil the kettle with boiled water in the kettle, it alters the taste of the tea. doesn't taste so good. Is it bad them having a panic attack? about at some point in the future being sat opposite John on a long train trip. <laughs> uh, R- Richard Jones, uh, we talked about, you know, I was saying earlier on about my dad, um, because of him I always unplug everything when we go on holiday because of fire safety. Uh, Richard Jones says, like my old man, gas safety officer for an oil refinery. Again, this stuff kind of gets passed on. He says, the amount of kit we had was ridiculous, even down to breathing apparatus if you had a room on the top floor of the house. Wow, it was again probably quite useful. Very useful. Love this from Andy. He says, no matter where I am, I always smell the milk. My dad was a milkman. <laughs> Always smell the milk. Um, tweet us at Absolute Radio. Text us eight twelve fifteen. Caroline, what is it you do? I put, <laughs> I put vinegar on my cabbage when I have a roast dinner. You put vinegar on your cabbage when you're having a roast dinner. Yes. Is that in the cooking process or is this like just as a condiment? When it's on the yeah, when it's on the plate. Oh, I, wow. feel, <laughs> I feel like I've watched a lot of uh, Saturday morning cookery shows in my time, and I've never seen that as a dip. Uh, Caroline, how long were you in Borstal for, then? <laughs> it's like something out of a Dickens novel. Sorry, explain then. This is because of our parents, then. What what what, what happened with you? Well, it was just my mum. She's always done it, and, yeah, one day she offered me to try it, and ever since I've done it. <laughs> you obviously like the taste of it, then. Yeah, yeah, you don't really notice it. <laughs> don't don't be shy about it. This is this is a thing we've not tried, so we don't know. Yeah. I mean, would you would you urge anyone listening to the show tonight to give it a go? Uh, well, yeah, try it before you, you judge it. <laughs> it doesn't taste too bad, but a, a very um, fair yeah. statement. I'm having that put on a t-shirt. <laughs> that in exact phrase. Uh, Derek's in Lincolnshire says, "I whistle into the cherry on the top of a Bakewell tart." What? <laughs> What? I whistle into the cherry on the top of a Bakewell tart. Thanks, he- Mum. Head's completely gone. <laughs> what is it? It's not like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> What's going on? Try it. Man, there's some weird stuff coming in the past 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Love you lot, but you're weird sometimes. Sarah says on New Year's Eve, I open the front door to let the old year out. And then I go to the back door to let the new year in. 
No idea why. Me mum always did it. Yet again, veering into the world of spirits. I, even <laughs> as I close my eyes this evening, I, the last thing I think of before I go to sleep tonight will be that person who whistles into the cherry on the top of a bakewell. <laughs> no explanation. Jackson Redcar always leaves a teaspoon in the spout of the kettle, so it's always there, ready for the next cup of tea or coffee. He says, I hate doing it, but I can't stop doing it because mum always did it. Was he warding off evil spirits? Actually, <laughs> speaking of which, this is one of the weirdest texts we've ever had because there's no explanation to it. Uh, simply says, Hall Mirror and my RAF dad. Wonder what's being done in the Hall Mirror. Sounds like some kind of ghost story from, you know, when you are at primary school. <laughs> uh, Dibs, what is it you do because your parents did? I squirrel away as many spare um, screws, nuts, bolts, bits of wood and especially plugs from electrical items that have died and no longer in use because they might just come in handy. Wow, are you like... Uh, do you know something about the apocalypse that we haven't heard yet, Dibs? <laughs> I've done it since I was about 15 because I was told by my grandparents, oh, no, that'll come in handy, you must keep that. And it drives my husband insane. So, wow. for, for example, a hairdryer comes to the end of its life, you're, you're taking the plug off the end of it just in case you want a plug another, on another occasion. Yeah, strip it off, strip the wire out, take the fuse out and just put it to one side. Fair play to you. I mean, I remember back in the day when you got electrical items, they had no plug on the end. You had to add true, it yourself. True. So you yeah. must have been a bit gutted when they started putting plugs on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, nowadays, you get one where they're completely sealed units and you can't even change the fuse on them. Isn't that annoyingly safe? hate that. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to teach your kids about electrical safety if they don't try and tear the thing apart? That's a good point. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get my, my two, the four-year-old, start stripping some plugs <laughs> when we get home tonight. Yeah. Well, how, many, how many fuses have you got, do you reckon? Just ballpark figure. Oh, God, it depends on the ampage. 13 amps, I don't think you have as many of these days. <laughs> oh, uh... I could talk to you about old plugs for ages, but the show must carry on, Dibs. Good to talk to you. And you. Take care, guys. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Yes, Radio Rally, our brand new game where tennis hits the radio uh, for your chance to win hometime merchandise. Grade A stuff, uh, signed hometime tea towels. Well, I say signed, it's kind of printed, got our autographs on there already. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, and uh, some Bush and Richie 80s versus 90s tour t shirts could be on their way uh, to Andy this evening. Where are you, Andy? Uh, I'm on the uh, A127 in Essex. Brilliant. Have you had a good day so far, Andy? Feeling lucky? Feeling on, on point? Yeah. Yeah, going to smash it. Good S- lad. Smash it. I mean, a smash is a tennis stroke, so that's promising. It's a promising start. Andy, here are the rules. You're going to be playing head-to-head against Richie Firth here on Centre Court in Wimbledon. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a topic, your serve, essentially. Then you have to alternate with Richie coming up with words on that subject. So if we say types of cheese, then you have to alternate naming types of cheese until one of you messes up, i.e. faults, and can't think of one or delays too long. Uh, that's a point, and then we're going to play best of three. Are you up for that? Do you understand what's going on? Yep, yep, fully understand. Best of luck, guys. Best of luck to both of you. Shaking hands in the centre circle. I know that's not a tennis analogy. <laughs> at the uh, net. At the net, that's better. Uh, let's play Radio Rally. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Andy, your first serve here is, can you please name types of English counties? Take it away. Essex. Sussex. Suffolk. Kent. Gloucestershire. Dropshire. Oh. Out! Oh, it's just too long. I'm sorry. Too long. 
first blood to Richie Firth there. It just got uh, an ace. Again, I know lots of different tennis phrases and stuff like that. Uh, Richie's one up there. Uh, yeah. Very, very close. Uh, second serve to you, Andy. Are you ready for this? Yep. Your second serve is the topic of types of dog. Take it away. Labrador. Bichon Freeze. Poodle. King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Alsatian. He's gone too long. Out. <laughs> oh, come on! Fantastic. Right to the uh, the back line there. Just got it in. Beat Richie to it. Well done. It's one point all, Andy. Did not give me much time for that stroke. You don't argue with the umpire, please. Oh, sorry. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. Uh, that's one point all, which is going into a tiebreaker right at the end here, Andy. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, confident. He's pretty good. He said he's going smash, to smash it so far. The final uh, topic, uh, the final serve for you, Andy, is this. Can you name people who have played James Bond in the movies? Off you go. Roger Moore. Timothy Dalton. Daniel Craig. Why have I got a break? Oh, he's won it. He snatched it right at the end. Well done, Andy. Oh, oh that's really annoying. Four-court backhand from Andy there, winning that one right at the death against Richie Firth, putting him out of Wimbledon. He's out, he's gone. Four-court backhand. Where are we playing? Is it a petrol station? <laughs> I have got a clue what's going on. <laughs> well done, though, man. You won yourself a hometown show tea towel and that erroneous, uh, mistake-riddled uh, tour T-shirt as well. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Well done, Andy. Radio Rally returns tomorrow. This is The Daily Takeaway. There you go, there's the show. Uh, the, the question's still looming over us. Uh, uh, Richie's lad Rocco's question, what animal would make a good bus driver? I feel like we're ruling out like little animals here because of their height thing, but, you know, there's pillows and stuff out there as well, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Squirrel could be a bus driver if, if they wanted to be. A couple of pillows, two or three. Yeah, because I imagine a, a, a bus driver has a long shift and your squirrel famed for, you know, squirrelling away things, literally. So they'd, they'd have all the snacks in the cab, wouldn't That's, they? Exactly, they'd be sorted. Give them a booster seat. So, yeah, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk for those bus-driving animals. Mm-mm.